Representing East Coast, ready, real, and right, out of Florida, the land of lizards, geckos, alligators, swamp creatures, snakes, and heat and humidity. No bagels and no pizza. Doubled homeowners insurance and auto insurance. Basically, hell. All right, praise God. How are we doing um, today, tonight, wherever you are listening? We're going to try to get Brother Alien on the line uh, straight from Roswell. See if we can get him on. Incidentally, his name is Alan. I hope you know my name now. What's up, Richard? What's up, boy? I had my four cups. How are you? Yeah, I'm low. I'm low on coffee because of you. You were rushing me along. I'm trying to get another cup going here. All right. Just use one. Of I your literally sound like you in your voicemail right now. I mean, my con- my con- my condolences to you. Try to use one of your eight coffee machines and have bro. one of your four cats around you going wow wow bro. as you make your cup of coffee. Good. You go ahead. 
It's sad because I, I, right now, as I can hear myself, I sound like your voicemail. Okay, just, just, just. And let me get out let me remind you of your voicemail. Okay, go ahead and remind me of my voicemail. You, outgoing. Oh yeah, you, I haven't changed you, it yet. That's terrible. You reached my voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> my name is okay. Alan. He's <laughs> freaking miserable, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to change it. Yeah, good one. Yeah, it. it's like yeah, good job. Serial killer central, right there. You know, <laughs> I reject that in Jesus' name. Freaking out of must have did that when you're in a hardware store looking for knives or something. I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, so we are um, trying to expand operation. As you know, watching radio is a hated broadcast by satanic libtards. I've been broadcasting for 24, maybe 25 years now. Uh, I was just uh, thinking about how long I've been on. And I remember years ago, you know, we were just on the radio. It was just... uh, uh, 10... What is it? 10.40 10.40 a.m., out of Babylon, New York. And I had a, back then, it was so primitive because we had to get the tape and then I had to take the tape and encode the tape to digital. So I had to play it into a, into a digital recorder from tape and it took a long time. Some of those broadcasts are still around, actually. But that's kind of... You know, a long time ago, um, Google was just starting out, you know, and um, come a long way over the years. But back then, we got uh, an audience just from the website. So the website was the um, draw. And then from that, I was able to build a forum, PHBB forum. Uh, That was the code it was in, but... It was uh, getting hacked all the time by bastards, witches, and warlocks. But, you know, we got we grew that way. And it started off very slow on the internet. On the radio, we had listeners. On the shortwave, we had a lot of listeners. Because back then, there were much more uh, radio people with shortwaves. Um, a lot of those listeners, unfortunately, have passed away. Um, cause they were in their seventies then that was 24, 25 years ago. So they got up there in the age now, most of them. And, uh, they were big supporters to the broadcast. They would tend to mail, uh, cash and they would wrap it uh, for some reason in aluminum foil. And I would get that in the PO box that would help us continue and pay for advertisements, which we grew. And then we started to, um, Podcast Zef Daniel, my good friend, um, Frankie. Back then, we had to make your own RSS feed. This is in two thousand four, two thousand five, when podcasting first started, and that really, really stepped up the game for us because uh, we were getting a lot of views from the website, but the podcast really opened us up to a whole new audience. And that was a long time ago when that started. That was in the infancy of podcasting. I mean, this is when everybody was carrying around those big brick 
uh, MP3 player things, but iPods. Yeah, iPods. Uh, spinning metal hard drives. Ancient history. That's right. Yeah. So we've been around a long time, but we feel we've been stifled since the YouTube thing happened to us. Um, for for you that don't know, YouTube um, violated me for medical violations where they said I was acting as a doctor, or Alan was, I don't know. I think it was Wolfenstein. And they violated us on things that have been proven to be true. And you know what? We didn't hold back. Like, uh, Goatbeard, Ensign Preacher, the wannabe Hebrew guy, he um, held back like a biatch. And he did not, he, he feels that you could skate around the issue. Now, Alan, how do you feel about skating around the issue? Hope, Lord willing, we will never skate around issues as important as don't take the bioweapon, don't take the COVID vaccine. I only hear bad stories and bad testimonies of people who take it. I only see bad reports of uh, blood clotting. Uh, if you, God forbid, have been uh, gotten, have you got you gotten the COVID-19 vaccination, get yourself a D-dimer test to check for blood clots. And if you, God forbid, do have blood clots, either engage in divine healing or uh, start taking nutraceuticals uh, that will begin to uh, work against the uh, uh, that protein, that uh, spike protein that the vaccine mRNA does generate in your system. So, yeah, we should never hold back. Lord willing, we'll never hold back from real truth, that real truth, because truth works for you. You can build a bridge out of two plus two equals four. But if you build a bridge out of two plus two equals seven, it will fall. So if something's not working in your life. There's some lie you're operating under. And God forbid we operate under any lies. Amen. Yeah. So I think Alan's trying to say he doesn't believe in skating around the issue. And uh, Goatbeard you know, uh, recently just said, was making fun of me because I got another strike ban on Facebook. He's like, there's a way to skate around it. I said, yeah. You know what? Good thing you weren't John the Baptist, bro. Because could you imagine John the Baptist? Uh, you know that thing that you maybe should like not do? Uh, Maybe don't do it. You know? Instead of saying you should not take your brother's wife and just calling it yeah. out. All right, let's do the Keltron way. Bro, you shall not take your brother's wife. Repent. Okay, goat beard way. Uh, that thing, maybe, you know, <laughs> don't like do that. It's like. Really? Is this where we're at, where you have to, like, buffer yourself around issues? Not me, bruh. That's not in my core of my nature of a believer. Okay, you know why? Because I don't read it in Scripture. It says a clear, certain trump. You should be speaking what the Word says. If you take the hit, you take the hit. But at least you're not a puss. You're not a puss. You want to go down a puss on your head with a, your forehead stamp with that? Go ahead. That's why I like Ronnie Radke. Every, everybody hates Ronnie Radke from falling in reverse. 
And uh, he, his father's a born-again Christian, by the way. He's going to be. I'm praying for him. He's coming in. And now you notice he's starting to wear the cross in the ear and all that. He just did the song. Um, uh, Last Resort, he did the uh, piano version. And people are, are repent, and it's not, he's not even really a believer yet, and he is going to be. But everybody's like getting chills and crying when they listen to that, and it's helping them uh, get right with God. And he, it's not, it's like unbelievable. He did the song "Last Resort," reimagined by falling in reverse, and people are crying. They're getting on their knees, and I'm saying to myself, this guy already has an anointing. Because if you can do a song like that, and it's incidentally, the song actually is about, and this is this is the kicker. The song was originally written by the band uh, uh, Papa Roach by Jacoby, the lead singer, that back in two thousand was living with. Um, uh, 1999 was living with his friend, and his friend his friend's mother died, and um, he was real miserable and depressed, and he, he he tried to cut his wrist and then hang himself, and uh, I get they found him and he went into a mental institution. That's what the song's about, by the way, and. Somehow, in the mental institution, he became a born-again believer. It makes me think about when I used to go in the mental institution and, and preach. Could have been me preaching in there. We, we, Me and Fosk did a couple hits in some big mental institution. New York Presbyterian, Psych Ward Number 6. I've been in there preaching all up and down the corridors, people getting saved. Could have been me back then preaching. That was right around the time I did a lot of those exploits. But somebody was preaching in there. He got saved in there, became a born-again believer, and came out and reversed his life. And that's why when you watch the video by Falling in Reverse, incidentally, the, the name Falling in Reverse is about picking yourself up as you're about to fall. So in the video, you'll see he has all the buildings rebuilding, all rebuilding, and then, and then the sunlight coming up. It's all re- and, he, and Ronnie Radke knows what that song's about. He knows it's about a, a Christian because his father, in real life, was a drug addict. His mother left him when he was six. She went on to drug drug use, but his father became a born again believer, and to this day, is praying for Ronnie and standing by Ronnie's side and pr- praying for Ronnie. And now Ronnie, I just noticed, is wearing a cross in his ear and did this song, uh, Last Resort. And people are listening to it and they're crying and they are getting chills all over their body. And I'm saying to myself, why? Why is that happening? Because the man has the anointing already. He's coming in. You get somebody like that as a conversion, and there is a mass, powerful release of preaching that can be done. That's right. 
We should be praying. And there's Christians out there. He's evil. Kill him. It's like unbelievable. I mean, Christian. A lot of Christians today. If they could stone the crap out of you, they would pick up a boulder. They would say, "Screw the stones, get that boulder." Should be pro- listen. God had me praying, and Gunnar used to make fun of me. By the way, you could ask him. Uh, the Lord showed me to start praying for Peter Steele from Typo Negative. Okay. I don't know why. I just felt an overwhelming compassion for, for to pray for him. I could not help it. So I, I printed out pictures of him, and I hung them up on one of my refrigerator and stuff. And I would, as I was praying, I would always lay my hands. I would also anoint the picture with oil and pray. And um, I was rebuking depression, suicide, and death. And Goonie be like, why he's he's like an evil, you know? I'm like, dude, God told me. And here's the thing: I prayed for him for like a year, and when he came out, I didn't know the time because nobody could find him. That was back in 2005, and nobody could find him. And he happened to have been in jail at that time, and it was kind of a hidden fact. But when he came out, guess what? He started preaching about the Lord. He said, I reignited my faith in God. Oh, yeah. And all the goth people were like, what's going on? Then the goth people started to get saved. You see what happens? Goth people started to come in. Then he wrote that song, Prophet of Doom, about the book of Revelations. And then he died. And it's kind of, kind of interesting. But what if I wasn't following the voice of God and praying for him? That's the question. And I'm sure God had other people praying, but I certainly was linking that chain. And Ronnie Radke, I believe people should be praying for. I mean, look at the anointing. He could do this song and people are already crying and weeping and on their knees. And the song literally is about a man when you research it, the song Last Resort is about a man that was suicidal, uh, literally cutting himself the last resort for a cry for help, found hanging himself, put into a mental, mental institution, became a believer in there, the worst place, and came out on top of the game, turned his life around, and is serving God today. That's what the song's about. The story of the essence of the song is a testimony of Christ. Think about that. There is power in testimonies. Well, guess what? Ronnie took a song about a power of a testimony and turned it into a more anointed version. And I say that because I believe he, his father is praying. His father is a believer. His father was a crack heroin addict. His mother was, his father is a strong believer today and praying for his son. And guess what? That's the reasons why the satanic libtards hate him. And they tried to cancel him. That's why he did the song Zombified. It's about the libtards. That's what the song's about. 
Zombified is about satanic libtards. Read the lyrics. So they hate him, and they want to ban him from that song because now he's dating that girl, the professional wrestler, who used to be known as Paige. Now her name is Saria. Incidentally, it's almost a biblical name. And she is using that song as her intro. Wrestlers have a song as an intro. Well, guess what? She said, I'm going to use Zombified. So now all when she comes out, that song's playing, and the libtards are flipping out, attacking him and her on Twitter because that song is about them. <laughs> you see, the satanic libtards are smart enough to know when you're mocking them. And when you have a, a platform as big as Falling in Reverse, that band, Falling in Reverse is about almost falling and then coming back. That's why in that song, all the buildings start rebuilding. That's representing the conversion to Christ. If you watch the video, that's what that song is about. And that's why people are weeping and crying when they listen to the song. And you're saying to yourself, he's not a believer yet? I'm going to call him a believer. I believe his father is praying for him. He just started wearing that cross in his ear. Look at the cross. Why is he doing that? There's something going on. And he knows that that song is helping people. All of a sudden, he's shocked himself because the anointing's there. His father is with him and embracing him. His father's not going to throw a rock and stone and boulder on him. We want conversions like that. It is beneficial to the kingdom. We all should be praying for him. And they tried to cancel him. They've been trying that band Spirit Box, Stupid Demon Box, whatever they are. They said, we can't play with you. We're not opening with you. They canceled because their audience was in an uproar. Why? Because he called woke twits the pussy people. You know how we call them woke twits? He says, no, they're the pussy people. And he started making fun of all their pronouns. And that was it. They flipped out. The libtards tried to cancel him. Now he's packing arenas. You see, that's the story, people. You don't back down. And then you go up. And that's what happened to him. They tried to cancel him. They tried to shut him down. They tried to shut down Paige with that song Zombified. And now he's packing arenas. He just packed Madison Square Garden a few days ago. It was packed. And they say when you pack Madison Square Garden, you have arrived in rock star status. So what are they going to do when Grammys come out? What are they going to do when they have to recognize him as a great artist? There's going to be a problem because they hate him. Why do they hate him? Because he calls them what they are and he doesn't care. That's the that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Are you going to skate around the issue or are you going to call a spade a spade, Alan? You call a spade a spade, and you tell it like it is, and you be bold and uh, give the gospel and pray for the lost. And yeah, um, yeah, you know, uh, one one preacher said, if you don't get opposition as a preacher, 
you're not in the will of God. So um, may we always preach the true gospel of God and, you know, and uh, stand bold against all ungodly opposition. Amen. Well, they tried to can- cancel Ronnie Rodkey. And they tried to shut, they had bands start to pull out from the tour, like Spirit Box and every, you know, because they said Ronnie was bad because of what he said. And to me, I said, that's good what Ronnie said. And then he called all those with the heat, all these pronouns, you know, these pussy people. I think that's a great name for them. You know, why not up, you know, take it a step further? On what they are. I mean, woke twit is pretty good, but, you know, Ronnie said, hey, let's take it a step further. They are the pussy people. And then all of a sudden, Spirit Box says, we can't tour with you anymore. And other bands started to follow. Guess what? Ronnie now, falling in reverse, is packing stadiums. It backfired. When you speak the truth and you don't care about consequences, you will excel. When you pussyfoot around it like Goatbeard, Goatbeard making fun of me. I I would love to get him on the line right now. I wonder if we could. How can I do that? Let's get that pussyfoot. It might be egg day. No, I want to get that pussyfoot on the phone. Yeah, I would love it. Let's see if we can call him. He's making fun of me on on because I got another Facebook ban. Uh huh. He's like, man, you don't have to say that like that. You could just pussyfoot around it. I said, and I gave him that whole thing with John the Baptist. I said, you know what, bro? You are a wimp. Because John the Baptist would never hold back. Yeah. Would he? No. How do we get a hold of this weasel? Hold on. Every time you see John the Baptist in the movie, it's some guy yelling at the top of his lungs who doesn't care what anyone thinks, and he's just full of the fire of God. Amen. May we always grow that way. Yeah, he wants me to pussyfoot. Well, how come Ronnie Rodkey didn't push pussyfoot? Ronnie Rodkey. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do repent. Uh, earlier... I did advise that uh, if, you know, in the case that you need the healing, that you do divine healing or you get some, you know, man substance. And uh, I, I kind of repented that. I kind of got rebuked in the spirit for backing down from a full divine healing, uh, you know, faith stand. So I repent of that. Amen. Yeah, you better. Amen. So let's try to call uh, Goatbeard. I call him Goatbeard because his Goatbeard used to be red, and now it's kind of this gray little scraggly, almost resembling uh, Scraffy-Doo, you know, from Scooby-Doo. I thought I thought it was more of a squirrel beard, but now you've upgraded him to a goat, goat beard. That's even yeah. worse. Well, now that he's a making fun beard. of me for, for, for speaking truth, you know, telling me, you can pussyfoot around it. No, I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. I say what I want to say when I want to say it, and I don't care, okay? When I preached the gospel in New York City, I was in some of the most wicked areas on earth down in the Bowery at 2.30 in the morning, 
You get killed over there. I mean, if you make it up to St. Mark Street, you're a little safer. But there is areas down on 2nd and 3rd Avenue over there were pretty bad. And I was down there 2, 3, 4 in the morning preaching. I didn't care. If you're going to believe God's on your side, why should you back down, man? Hold on. Let's patch this weasel in. I've, I've had it with him. He's hiding. He's hiding. Yeah, he's hiding. What a weasel! And he knew though. He knew I was going to call him. I said I'll call you. So he's going yeah. to do his eggs. Yeah, this guy. He instead of coming on and preaching with us, I gotta go get eggs. He collects like the Easter bunny. Yeah. So. He gets eggs and he sits there with the eggs. I mean, this is this is what we've come to, people. And he's attacking me, making fun of me. Now we lost our YouTube channel. He has not lost his thirty viewer YouTube channel. Okay. And you know why he's thirty viewer? Because he's wow. not speaking truth. You should come out and, and say the truth. The vax is satanic. Okay, you call out, and that's why we had the medical bans. Now, we had the medical violations. We lost our channel. We were getting 1,500 plays on there. That's not bad for us. I mean, we weren't a big, big channel, but 1,500 is 1,500 people. Okay? That's a pretty decent audience. And I think we were even going up, right, Alan? We had more than that. Yeah, we were getting um, 800 regularly. We, then we spiked up to 1,800 right when we got banned. And I think maybe we crossed some threshold. And all those doctors that work at YouTube decided that uh, you and I weren't qualified to uh, give medical advice. There are no, there's barely any doctors right. that work at YouTube. They're all tech people. So, yes. The tread line jerks. was in the Amen. the tread line was in the right direction. That's what you're trying to say. We were going Amen. up. We were going up. And then they, you know, what they sent me? A, a, I have a picture of it of why they banned us. They said they have reviewed what? our channel and deemed us unfit for YouTube. What the hell does that mean? Deemed us unfit. Uh, what did we do? That means that means we're not woke enough, and we're not. Uh saying nice things about the vaccine. I still think you should take them to small claims court and bill them for like uh, all the hours you put into that channel and they just basically took it away for you for no good reason. I think you should do that, but uh, it's up to you, of course. Well, we were bill on them. the right... Yeah, they we, they bill. saw we were increasing. And when they see you increasing... And you know what? We were increasing because we tell the truth. You look at Goatbeard's channel, got 30 viewers. Well, guess what? Because he's not telling the truth. He's holding back. He says, skate around the issue so you don't get in trouble. And I'm like, John the Baptist did not skate around the issue. Certainly Jesus didn't. Certainly Paul didn't. Paul was constantly getting beaten with rods and thrown around. He probably could have skated around the issue, did he? No. 
It is not in the nature and character of a real believer to try to buffer what you're saying and be a spiritual wimp. If you want to be a spiritual wimp, this is not for you. Go do something else. Become a Hindu and think you're going to become an insect later in life. Something like that. I think there's a verse where the Lord Jesus says, a hundredfold blessings with persecutions. And some Christians want the hundredfold blessings without the persecutions, but it just doesn't work that way. But praise God, as we boldly stand for gospel truth and we don't water it down, yeah, we get persecuted and we get the blessings. Amen. Yeah, like Alan said, we were increasing. And then they clipped us. They clipped us. As we're increasing, where could we have gone from there? We might have been up to the 2,000 and 3,000, and then, oh, well, we're a big problem, right? So they just deleted us. And now, you know what? We've been stifled. They've been stifling me on Facebook. They constantly send me these badges that say I'm lower in all feeds. And then I, I think about it. I'm on, on Facebook the other day. I see people replying to my post that I posted two weeks ago. Like, all of a sudden... People are popping up on that post. I'm like, I posted that two weeks ago. You just seeing it? So they're padding all my stuff down. I go on Twitter. People on Twitter say, you're not on Twitter. We never see you post. Somehow, even though Elon Lust, is, Elon Lust, whatever his name is, is supposed to help people, he hasn't done nothing for me. I'm still banned on there. So he's, they're full of crap. And now I heard he's doing this usage uh, overage Trump's making fun of him on, on Truth Social. He says, "Come over to Truth Social. We don't we don't limit you." And and people are flooding over to Truth Social now. I saw it's becoming more popular. You know why? And it's a perfect example of it. Tr- Tr- Trump don't back down. Trump keeps going. Now, let me say this: these satanic libtards. You might think that they have it all figured out for themselves, they're in a lot of trouble. They're in a lot of trouble. Okay? Because a lot of them are two kisses to the wind away, away from death. And they let me tell you, I was out of my body. I'm a believer today because I was overdosed on drugs. And I was dead. God sent an electrical charge. I was able to get back on my body and restarted my body. But the time I was out of my body is more real than your life. Okay? You think your life is real? Well, I got news for you. When you're out of your body, it's more real. Your situation becomes a million times more real. The spirit world is intensely real. When you're there. And these satanic libtards are going to transition from this earthly flesh bot that they're running around in. When that thing gives up on them, they're instantly going to be in the spirit realm. And they're either, let me let me point this out to you because this almost happened to me. You're either going to be taken, and the demons were there to take me, by the way. Literally. I saw that there was a negotiation going on for me to go to hell. That's why I panicked and went and got a Bible the next day. But that's why I'm a believer today, by the way. It wasn't a chick track. It was dying. Okay? That's what my track was. 
So I, ha- I know a little bit about it. I got some skin in the game. And I'm telling you, you will transition from this body you're in is nothing. You're going to see it. You're able to see it because I saw my body. I remember looking at my body and uh, I was like, wow, my hair came out good tonight. I mean, I could really see every, everything going on in my body. I, I saw myself in the chair. And um, I started to realize, hey, this is pretty serious. When there was a negotiation for my, for, for my soul, literally my soul was being, this is crazy. I was going to hell. Now, this is what's going to happen if you don't have the Lord, because it almost happened to me. God gave me a chance. But when you're not right with God, if you do not know the Lord, you're going down into the pit. These satanic libtards think they're smart. They think they have things figured out. Do you think like, wow, they got money, they're doing this? Let me tell you something. When this flesh bot they're running around and gives up on them, bam, it's over. They're in hell, being ripped into pieces by demons. Oh, yeah. Guy that wrote 20 Minutes in Hell talked about those demons that rip your, they play a, a game in hell called Hide the Bone. When they rip your body in pieces because they did it to him. He was in hell. There's giant demons waiting to do this to you. It's not fun. Is that where you want to go? These satanic libtards are going there. And they're happy about it. And I've preached to many of them. And my testimony has power, by the way. Oh, yeah. My testimony that I'm telling you here has power because I watched it have power. I was in, down on St. Mark Street. I had some mocker and a bunch of other mockers surrounding him, and I began to give this testimony, what I'm telling you, and bam, the guy started crying. He was a mocker, and then all of a sudden the Lord touched him. Why? Because my testimony penetrated all the demonic powers. There is power in your testimony. Don't ever think there's not. Now, satanic libtards will be transitioned into hell. I'm sure, that's just the way it is. The first thing you should think about when you gaze upon a satanic libtard, these baby humpers that we're seeing, these uh, pedophiles, uh the first thing you should say is, wow, they're going to a bad place pretty soon. Pretty soon. If you can't tell this is wrapping up, I don't know what to tell you. You remember people years ago used to lick their index finger and hold it up in the air to see which way the air was blowing? Well, you should prophetically do that. Just ask the Holy Spirit. How late in the hour are we? Where is the wind blowing here? I got news for you. Okay? The Lord had me start this channel 24, 25 years ago. 
I know where we're at prophetically. I could tell you now this is wrapping up. And you're going to ask why? Well, take a look, look what they're doing to the children. Take a look what they're doing to children. You think the Lord's going to allow this much longer? You think all the angels reporting to God face to face because the children have special angels? A man of God was showed this many years ago. All these special angels that report to the face of God. They report. That's right. That's why Jesus said it's better a millstone be tied around your neck and you die. Then you offend one of these little ones. Because those angels, it's right in scripture. I'm not telling you anything weird. It's in scripture. Literally. Right, Alan? Is it not in scripture? It is in scripture. Amen. Uh, that's some of the, one of the ways we verify prophetic words or prophecy is, uh, is it, does it line up with scripture? Yes or no. And uh, sometimes like there, for example, we know a guy who thinks he's marrying a pop star and uh, because he's had dreams from the Lord, he says that he's marrying that pop star. And uh, besides the fact that he's pretty much useless and he starts fights with everyone, uh, so he's not going to, you know, why would God give him a pop star? And I personally think that pop star is, uh, you know, we disagree about this, Richard, but I think that pop star is a tranny. So if he's getting dreams that he's marrying that pop star, who I think is a tranny, that's from Satan. That's not from God. So, um, we got it has to line up with the word. Or I'm, I'm the one sending. I'm, I'm the one sending you the boy pictures of her. What do you mean? I thought oh, you, so you were, agree now. You agree. I mean, I look I'm at kind of it, I look at its body and it's it's got a man hips. All right, so let's go butt. on from this. Yeah, um, man chin, man yeah, shoulders. It, there's a lot of that going on. I'm discovering, but you know, it's in scripture, folks. The way they're perverting children right now is kind of the drawing line for the Lord, okay? Because they weren't even doing this in Sodom, okay? This has gone to a new level. And I'm telling you, the Lord is going, you're going to see judgments flowing. And judgments include, unfortunately, the Antichrist system. That is the white horse, the conquering spirit, the Nimrodic spirit, okay? The conqueror of men, that you read about Nimrod that is an antichrist spirit and that is a controlling stamping out into the system spirit and that's why it's so important that believers begin to withdraw themselves from the systems of man you have to learn to live by faith walk by faith and wait on God you have to that's why I'm a big advocate for drawing away from the medical system as most as I can. I've realized the medical system is completely satanic. They just want money. They kind of keep wanting to do tests and things on me even. I never show up. I say, screw you. All right? I put my, my, my life in the hands of God. I'm sorry. I don't even care. I'd rather just stand in faith. Call me crazy. I'm crazy for the Lord. 
and I believe that the Lord can sustain me. And incidentally, we should be declaring 120 years over our lives. Those of you that have miscalculated scripture of 7080 in the book of Psalms had nothing to do with your life. I've seen preachers preach that word in error. In error. It had to do with whacking people sooner to bring the next generation into the into the uh, promised land. In the natural, not the promised land. God says we're going to whack them a little sooner here. That has nothing to do with you. The 70 and 80 you read about in Psalms. Now, if you declare that, you'll get it. And that's the problem with ministers today. They get people declaring error. I've had people declare that error at me. Trying to get me to agree with it. I said, I'm not going to agree with that. That had to do with the rebellious. I said, are you the rebellious in the wilderness? Is that you? Now, okay, so why are you claiming it? Moses lived the exact time that the Lord declared that man should live. Moses lived the exact time that the Lord declared man to live. Did you know that? Moses lived to 120. What's the promise of the Lord on how long a man should live, Alan? I'm pretty sure it was 120 back in uh, Genesis or something, right after the flood, right? Gee, and that was a shortening, by the way. He says, my spirit will not strive with flesh forever. He says, I'm going to limit man's life to what? 120 years. Okay. Now, you should be declaring and decreeing that over your body. And you should be speaking to your body to conform with the word of God. At least you're doing, you're speaking the medicine of the word to comply you see, when Actually, it says it's even, it's even bolder than that. Uh, thank you, Richard. Um, it says about Moses that even when he was old, his eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. And uh, to where it sounds like he was basically just as athletic and vigorous at 119 as he ever was when he was 20 or something. Because he even said, uh, he even said something like that. I don't remember it right now off the top of my head. But wow, can you imagine being 119 years old and having a, and and having full eyesight and your full energy and your full strength? That would be a colossal blessing. What a great thing to speak over your own life continually and to command your body to conform to. Amen. You shouldn't be confessing the perverted minister's message of living the 70 and 80. You are not the children of Israel in rebellion in the wilderness. If you want to be that, you can be. You can be. I see so many people limit themselves with their own declarations. And sometimes they do it in anger, which makes it worse. You really bind yourself to something when you're speaking in contempt and angst and anger. You now have sealed a spiritual block on yourself. I see believers all the time. I will have my head cut off. They say stuff like that. Hallelujah. I said, okay, then you have your head cut off. 
I see believers all the time say, uh, I am not going to be caught up to meet the Lord. I'm staying here. I'm anti-rapture. Okay, then stay here. You can have what you say. God's not going to violate your will. If you are confessing and declaring and decreeing something, it shall be established. By your words, you're either going to be justified or you're going to be condemned. You keep speaking idiocy like that, thinking you know the word and you don't, you're going to wind up in trouble. Oh, yeah. I don't think you know how serious it is. Some of you think it's a game. It's not a game. All would have to look to Zacharias and ask him if it was a game. Because he started babbling that Gabriel, an angel of God, literally coming from the throne of God down to you to tell you. And you're like, well, I'm old. You know, that's an issue. So what happened to his pie hole at that moment is God had to shut his pie hole down. Because if that pie hole continued to flap, it could have thwarted the birth of John the Baptist, would would have been the enemy's will. You see, your pie hole can bring forth the enemy's will. But turning Zacharias into a mute, it was able to come to pass. Because the pie hole flapping against the promise of God would have thwarted it. And that's why Gabriel had to say to him, don't you know who I am? What are you talking about, bruh? And because you're saying all this, I have to mute you. He went. He hit the mute button on Zacharias. See, the pie hole was a problem there. But he learned when he was a mute. He said, no, no, his name is John. He wrote it down. Many of you don't know that story. It's in Luke. So what I'm trying to say to you is people's pie holes are a big problem. And people that think they know the word and they don't know the word are a problem. Now, I don't know all the word. I'm, I need to learn. But what I have learned, I deem it as pretty good wisdom from the Lord. I think the Lord has taught me. I literally had an angel in God, of God in the natural come to me when I was preaching for Meals at Wheels down uh, in the West Village. Two, three hundred people set up over there. We had a PA system. And this is back when I had the headaches coming against me every day for a year. I would have headaches. Uh, I don't want to tell the story again today. But that uh, man that appeared was a mysterious person. And everybody even came up to me and said, that was a mysterious. That was a mysterious thing that just happened. We've never seen him before. And then he disappeared. He disappeared. And he had he pulled out all these credentials. And here's the thing. He said he was living on the street, but he smelled like flowers. And here's the thing. I said, you're not a preacher. And he pulled out of his pocket. All these credentials came out. 
He says, look at this. He had all these credentials. I said, why won't you pray for me? You're praying for everybody. I saw him praying like I've never heard anybody pray in my life. Everybody was mystified by this guy. And I started to follow him around. I said, you got to pray for me. You don't understand. I'm, I got headaches coming against me. He looked at me out of the corner of his eye and walked away. Finally, I got him in the corner. And this is why everybody said he must have been an angel. He had some advice for me. He knew my name, by the way. He knew my name. He says, Richard, you are healed. So I'm not going to pray for you. And he walked away from me. He walked away. I said, what are you walking away from me? I was mad. I got him again. He looked at me and he says, give me two bucks. I said, okay. I gave him two bucks. He says, thank you. Um, he said to me, you are already healed, so I cannot pray for you. He says, you need to watch your, your speech. Stop saying you have that. Say what you are. You are healed. And he walked away. He wouldn't pray for me. Now, finally, he was walking away. He was leaving. I said, thank you for not praying for me and telling me that, but will I, will I see you again? He says, will you? He says, don't say will. You will be, you are going to see me, he said, in heaven. And then he walked away. He was saying, don't even ask the question. He says, you are going to. And then he walked away. Guess what? We never saw him again. And in the bus home, everybody was surrounding me. What was going on? What was he saying to you? That was a mysterious person. You see, angels can come to you in the natural and give you wisdom. I learned from him. It took me another six months to figure it out. I was mad. I sat around in my room. I had a headache. And I said, you know what? I'm healed. And I just started acting healed. I, I went out. People asked me, and, th- and that's what was happening. How's your headaches? That's a, that would keep saying that to me. I'd say, I'm fine. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Guess what? It waned away slowly. Slowly. Next day, less. Next day, less. Next day, a little bit bounce back. I, I declared I'm healed. These are the headaches back in 2000. Guess what? They waned. They went away. He was right. There was power in my confession. There was power of negativity to me always going around trying to find prayer. Because he told me I didn't need it. You see, I got the prayer ready. I received the prayer ready, and I was healed. You got to call the things that aren't out as though they are. I learned that from a mysterious individual that many people believe, and not just me, people that were there 
that he was an angel of God. His odor, he didn't have no street street person odor. That's one of the signs, by the way. When you have somebody appear to you and they smell like heavenly, they don't smell like they've been living on the street. That's a sign that you're dealing with an angel. Remember that. For that's the key. Now, in regards to satanic libtards, you might, and me and Alan talk about this all the time. Me, me and Alan have the prayer group, by the way. We suggest you join our telegram room and get in there. We just had a powerful Friday night point man prayer. Point man prayer, you just got to show up. Alan will take your requests. He encodes them, sends them over to me, whoever's going to be doing point man prayer. And we pray, and we agree, and we believe what the Lord says, any two or more touching on a thing, it shall be done. Right, Alan? That's right. Should it or shall it? We all agree. We all agree. Amen. Might it or will it? See, the thing is, the word says in 2 Peter 1, 3, we have received all things that pertain to life and godliness. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, by his stripes we were healed. And Galatians 3, 13 says, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. And in 1 John, it says, you have overcome the evil one. All these Bible verses from the Holy Spirit talk about what God has done for us what God did to you. It talks about, anyway, um, we have every promise already made available to us from God in heaven. All we have to do is believe it and receive it because God is for us being healthy and strong. God is for us being blessed. God is for us uh, being strong in the face of persecution and boldly standing for the gospel and getting the the persecutions with the hundredfold blessings. God is for us being living healthy and strong to our 120. So when we ask in Jesus name for good health or for good blessings, 1 Peter 2:24 and 2 Peter 1:3 and Galatians 3:13 and many others say we already have them. So why don't we receive them? We do. We receive them in Jesus name. We praise and thank God for them. Before we ever see them, because the word also says, calling those things that be not as though they were. That's what a child of God does. If if you're a child of Abraham, you can do that. And you can receive all kinds of blessings, God-ordained Bible blessings, by by praising and thanking God for them before you see them. And then you'll get to see them. Amen. You know, in in my mind's eye, I had a vision the other day of um, a revolver gun and... In in each of the chambers was a it was a uh, a verse of God's promises. We gotta start chambering rounds and meditating on them and getting them into our being. Like Alan has, you could tell Alan's got those verses in his being. He's ready to fire them, you know. And his revolver's loaded, so to say. And we should be, I want to do a whole message on this, loading your spiritual revolver. In each chamber, I would like to believe we're going to take some promises of God. And we're going to take, you know, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our shalom is upon him. And with those stripes, we are healed. We will be healed. We're being healed. You know, we start taking 
verses, no weapon forged against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness of me, saith God. Amen. We start to chamber these warfare rounds and these promises. And I, I would like to begin to do a message on that because it's so important to get these battle rounds ready. Get these battle rounds ready because Jesus had them ready in the wilderness. And we don't know how long that event took, do we? It was 40 days, but I mean in between in the interim of each attack. Um, it could have been a couple days he was under attack for one thing. We don't know how long the devil spoke that against him to, to have it reminisce on him. Jesus was going through a lot of attack by Satan in the wilderness. We know the whole thing was 40 days, but 40 days, 40 nights is sometimes a term for many, 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 many days. If you look it up in scripture now, could have been a little bit longer what I'm saying, but the reality of it is, um, the power of the devil to twist the word was there and the power of the devil and the natural uh, might even just be more demonic in the sense that it's people receiving from the natural. We should see the devil knew to take it to the word of God with Jesus and twist the word at him. Because Jesus was completely rooted in the word. See, the devil tries to get us even with other elements of this world. He might use doctors. He might use situations and circumstances. We have to fight all of them. Devil will come at you with the word and twist it. He will. But you fight back with those chambered rounds of the word of God. We're going to be doing a whole message on that. We're going to bring a whole chambering example. Start to get people really seasoned in them. So, with that being said, the satanic libtards are in a lot of trouble. I've completely went off of the message tonight that your sin will find you out. But in Numbers 32, verse 23, the Lord says, you have sinned against the, the me, and be sure of this, your sin will find you out. What the Lord is saying here is that you might think you're making it out of this, and you might think you're going to continue in that, but the Lord says you will be found out. And I think that's the big problem today is that um, the judgment of the, the Lord is delayed, and because of that, men continue... Can you find that verse for me, Alan? It actually says that what I'm trying to say is literally in the word. Um, in the Ecclesiastic, it says, uh, um, does it say that? Let me see. Your sin will find you out? or uh... No, I, I thought in Ecclesiastic, um, doesn't it say you, the judgment is delayed? Oh, it says something like... Uh... Uh, because judgment is delayed, is set in the hearts yeah. of men. It's fully set in the hearts of men to do evil. Right. Okay. Do you know the verse? So we can no, get I it on record find it in a few seconds, though. Okay, he's going to find it. We're going to get it on record for you. But what I mean is, because it's delayed and they haven't had the hammer fall on them yet, they continue 
That's the nature of man. They think they're getting away with something. You're not. You're not getting away with it. You look at the satanic libtards, what they achieve and what they do, and they lie repeatedly. There is recompense for lies, especially if you're using it to make money. It says that you seek death if you do that. If you're going to use lies. You find it, Alan? Yeah, so, it's in Ecclesiastes 8, verses 11. 8, 11. 11. Okay, can you read so it? From, a, yeah. Sure. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. There it is. I, I tried to explain it, but in the word, it so <laughs> explains it better. Because it's the Lord. It's right there. They think they're going to continue. They think their house is going to continue. They think that they're getting away with it because the hammer hasn't fallen. Well, I got news for you. The hammer is falling. And all these people that have promoted this lie of the vax, you look at Madonna now, her health. Let me tell you something. These lies that they pumped into people are going to come back on them. These perversions that they're doing to children, you look Hunter with the, the pictures on Twitter of him with his niece choking her and doing that stuff. These people are sick, man. They are sick people. These are ancestral, demonic individuals with children. And the media doesn't do anything to call it in. What do they do? They make up things on Trump. They lie. Trump don't need money. Me and Alan were talking about this. Trump don't, Trump's a builder. He don't need money. He doesn't have to sell you out. This jackass, this diaper blower retard, he needs money. Because he has no skill. And he's a child raper, and so is his son. Look at the pictures on Twitter with his niece. Incidentally, when all those pictures were spreading all, all over and the video was going all over Twitter, Twitter shut down. I wonder why. I wonder who was involved in that. But the video was out there of what he was doing to his niece and choking her. and it just sick. It was on his iCloud account. They got him on the iCloud. What an idiot. You see how your sin finds you out? Well, (laughs) his iCloud found him out. And the media is covering it up. And then when it started spreading all over Twitter, all all the videos and pictures of what he did to his niece, this is his brother's daughter. She was 15, man. And Twitter shut down. It shut down. Soon as that started spreading all over Twitter, I wonder why. Did the feds have some type of kill switch or something there? Maybe there's something else going on, but they shut that down. Now, I can't even share. Someone rebuked me on uh, Facebook uh because I only posted the picture of the niece laying on top of him from the video. 
And they're like, that doesn't show any molestation. You should not say that. And I, <laughs> I said, I'm not going to post the real thing here. It's on Twitter. Go find it yourself. I, I'll get banned immediately for that. So these people are sick, but his sin is finding him out. Get it? And Biden's sin is finding him out. And when the satanic libtards are, are circling the wagons for these bastards, they're guilty. They should be exposing this insanity. They have children. They know how evil this is. Deuteronomy 32.35 The Lord says to me, Belongeth vengeance and recompense. Interesting. Interesting. He says later, Their foot shall slide in due time. For the day of calamity is at hand. Check that out. You see, God knows what's going on, people. He's got people marked in the spirit realm, and the places they will descend down into the pit are unimaginable. And like Alan just read, they're doing it because they're thinking they're getting away with it. The Lord says to me, belongeth vengeance and recompense. What do you think it means, Alan, their foot shall slide in due time? What is? What do you think that means? Well, actually, there was um, one Christian who was, of the many, who was given guided tours of hell, which is, uh, you know, it's biblical because 2 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about somebody being taken up to heaven, so why not hell also? Um, he saw a, a hot slide where people who had just arrived to hell would be dropped on that slide and they slip down that slide into a lower place in hell. And that hot slide would, would sadly peel their skin off them as they went down that slippery hot slide. So that's a literal uh, manifestation fulfillment of that verse of their foot being set in slippery places. You know, so, um, yeah, it's a very sad end for them. Amen. He puts the wicked in slippery places, literally. That's what Alan just said. I'm telling you, folks, don't think they're getting away with it. I know it's grieving to our spirits to watch this, but the Lord is justice. And you want the mark of God. We've talked about that, the mark of God on your foreheads. How do you get that mark of God? Uh intercessory prayer and weeping and mourning getting before the Lord get into our prayer group we pray for the nation we pray for souls we pray for Ronnie Radke we're going to be lifting him up now liars this is a whole topic I wanted to get into today but we're running out of time the satanic libtards are really fond of lying what they're doing to trump lying what this whack job that accused him of raping him 25 years ago running up in an elevator and attacking her in a dressing room that did not happen okay trump didn't need her okay trump had chicks okay he didn't have to go run into the department store and run into 
the dressing room. See, she's a liar. And there's going to be problems for people with lies. Revelation 21.8, all liars should have their part in the lake that burn with fire and brimstone. A person in some TV show where somebody was raped in that exact room or something. Yeah, it was Law and Order, the exact place and the exact story. It was a it was an episode of a show called Law and Order. So so she exact so she basically requoted that scene from that show right into her trial testimony. Yeah, she was sitting around sitting around drinking wine by herself, miserable. And with her dog named Vagina. That's what it's, the dog is. That's great. And she just did, before the whole thing, did a whole thing. If you go watch it with uh, Anderson Cooper, who incidentally is another sick individual who comes from a family of sick individuals. But um, in that interview, Anderson Cooper was had his rolling his eyes because he didn't know what to do because she was saying rape is beautiful. And that she she loves uh, fantasizing about it. So, you know, here she is saying rape is beautiful. And then she watches at that same time that Law and Order episode came out with that exact department store. Forgive me, I don't know the name of it right now. But um, guess what? She said, hey, I'm going to make up a lie. And now she got money for it. It says to get money through lies are those that seek death. And she's not just going to have death in this world. We're talking hellfire death. That's a second death because you're dying over and over and over again. Oh, yeah, that's what it is for for eternity. Now, I wanted to get into a whole other message today, but we're definitely running out of time. I wanted to focus in on Lot's wife. We're going to do a whole revisiting of Remember Lot's Wife. I did that show back in 2004. I want to do a revisiting of that message. Incidentally, I'll post that old show. I've seen it around. I still have it. But um, many years ago, I did that same broadcast of Remembering Lot's Wife. Now, I want to touch on this because I've learned a lot since then. And I want to touch on the fact that we are sojourners in this world. I think it's very important to begin to withdraw from this world's, the things of this world has to offer us. We start, we have to start getting that oil in the lamp and stop relying so much on the government system. I'm telling you guys, we're going to have to do this. And the Lord will sustain you supernaturally. He will. I remember me and Iron Mike were coming back from Manhattan from preaching, and we ran out of gas. We were literally chucking along in the car. And there was traffic coming out of the Midtown Tunnel, and we were in his piece of crap car. I think it was a Gremlin from 1974. It's just terrible car. And... We had no air conditioning. Imagine sweating 
and 95 heat coming through the Midtown Tunnel. We're running out of gas. Literally. It was out. And uh, we just started praying and praising God and praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. Because we were in trouble. Because you, if you run out of gas there, it's like over for you. And this is back in 2000, 2001. Probably around 2001. And um, guess what? The needle started to go up. It went up, man. And we had about two-eighths a tank of gas. Not, I'm not saying we got a full, a total tank. I mean, that would be a great thing. But it went up. And we were able to get halfway home. We made it to almost Huntington on that gas. We didn't even have to pull over on the side the service road. We supernaturally got gas. So if God can supernaturally give you gas in a dire moment, he could supernaturally do a much more. Like increase your food supply. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that one? Let's ask Alan. Alan, can the Lord yes. multiply your food? Yes, I've, I've heard many testimonies of this. I haven't had it personally happen, but I've heard uh, testimonies of this for 20 years. Cause, and, it's a, and it's a Bible thing. Jesus did it in the Bible, and we follow in his footsteps, 1 Peter 2.21. Uh, and Jesus said, follow me. So uh, in several places in the gospel. So uh, if we got faith to receive it, uh, it should happen for us also. Amen. This is a biblical precedent for it. This is why we touched on earlier. These people flap their pie holes. I will die at 70, 80, like Scripture says. Okay, according to your confession, so be it unto thee. You see what a twisted preacher can teach you? You're not the children of Israel in rebellion that God has to kill sooner because you're rebellion, are you? But if you want to be, you can have that. Moses lived to 120. He believed the word of God. Okay? Never found his body. But he appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was in a good place. Oh, yeah. You are in the spirit. You are in the spirit. Existing with the Lord. That's how this works, people. But if you want to declare things that are contrary to the word, you're in trouble. And if there is a spiritual biblical precedent for something, you better not shut it down. I'm a mid-tribber for many reasons. Mid-trib, meaning we're close. And I'll tell you right now, fulfillments of revelation are more subtle than you believe. You want things to be so magnified, like, ah, this is it, ah, where it's so obvious. <laughs> Guess what? It's not going to be so obvious. Two will be in a field. One will be taken. One will be left. Where the body is, where the eagles will gather. That's not vulture. That's eagle. Get it? There is going to be a spiritual courting away. 
You want to be left? You think being left is good? Then you'll be left. You don't bind yourself with your declaration and say, I will be here for the wrath of God. (laughs) If that's what you want, you will get it. God won't violate your will. Okay, you got it. But if there's biblical precedent for God transfigurating someone into the spirit realm, I don't know if that was the right word, but let's ask Alan. Alan, where is Enoch? Didn't Enoch get uh, translated straight up to heaven? Okay, so you're saying there's biblical precedent for it. There is. Okay, let's ask Alan. Where is Elijah? Uh, Elijah was also translated directly to heaven, just taken up, didn't have to go through physical death. And Elisha was even watching, so he got his uh, double portion. Amen. Okay, so you're saying that Enoch was taken straight into heaven, and Elijah was taken straight into heaven, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the Bible says that, so I believe it. All right, let's ask Alan again. Alan, is God a respecter of persons? The Bible says God is not a respecter of persons. So uh, if we please God, God will do things for us the same way he did for Bible people. If we repent and follow Jesus and give our lives to God and worship God and fight the wicked and help the poor and tithe and trust God for Bible promises, God will do them for us too. Amen. Let's ask Alan again. Do you think God has changed? Ah, the Bible says God has not changed. It's God said in Isaiah and it's and in uh, Hebrews uh, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I, the Lord, do not change. So uh, the same God, you know, four thousand years ago, the same God two thousand years ago, same God now, same God forever. Amen. Okay, so God hasn't changed. He's not a respecter of persons. So you got to believe that if there's biblical precedent for someone being completely removed from this physical realm that he could do it for you no yeah he could definitely he, he did it back then do it now god or or, or would you then. want to say alan no he won't yeah sometimes we uh accidentally study the bible into uh uh corners where uh we think we're right about something that isn't true or isn't profitable, and then we take a stand in that place that we shouldn't take a stand. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're we're getting dreams about uh, marrying a, a, a tranny, and we think it's from the Lord, and it's not the Lord. So, uh, uh, yeah, you can get pretty far out there with uh, Bible er- confessing Bible error over yourself. So may you or me or anyone we know not fall into that, and may that guy repent. Amen. Got to keep an open-ended contract with the Lord. We did a word on this years ago. I don't. I can't remember when. But you got to if it's a, if if there's biblical precedent for it, you most importantly have to keep an open ended contract with God. Don't close yourself out with a confession, especially one done in angst or anger. You're going to be in trouble. By your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Lord, have it your way. You remember Burger King when they were almost good? Well, yeah. have it your way, Lord. I see this biblical precedent for it. I have open arms to you. Whatever way you want it, Lord, I am here for you. Amen.
Why get yourself so your panties in a doctrinal uproar? You know, these people, they're pulling their panties all the way up and, and they're just, they're in a, a biblical uproar. No! This is way it is! And then they teach others and I see like their little, their little children that they've raised. That, no! And they're all running around. And I'm like, bro, you should not do that. You saw we touched on Zacharias. If there's biblical precedent, you got to be real delicate. Have it your way, Lord. I'm open to it, Lord. Father knows best. All right, we had a, gee, we went too long. I'm sorry, Alan. And I've been rambling. Gee, can you summarize this, Alan? I'm so sorry. Uh, sure, Richard, it's totally fine. Uh, it was an excellent show. Praise God. Uh, make sure, let's make sure we give the gospel to and pray for the lost and not condemn the lost. Let's, let's love them. Uh, don't back down when attacked for the gospel. Don't water it down for the pronoun people. Then you are in the will of God and you will excel. It's a hundredfold blessings with persecution. So let's, we can't have one without the other. Uh, Richard was outside his dead body looking at it when he got born again. He was not given a gospel tract, but people do get saved with gospel, gospel tracts. And by the grace of God, he re-entered his body and bought a Bible the next day. And that's why he's here. Uh, may prophecy, may we always make sure prophecy and dreams line up with the Bible. Amen. And uh, declare 120 years over your life because of verses like Proverbs 18, Proverbs 18.21 and Mark 11.23, since you can have what you say, don't limit yourself. Don't cut off your own Bible blessings by speaking flaky wrong things over yourselves. And lastly, have many Bible verses memorized about your past tense already provided blessings from God, like 1 Peter 2.24, 2 Peter 1.3, Galatians 3.13, ready to go to receive from God and to fire at Satan. Amen. Wow. As Alan summarized, that I realized we did a good show here. You know? Excellent show. Amen. Praise God. The show could help someone. And it's based on experience, guys. We just don't tell you this stuff because we, you know, sat around like, well, I think this could be good. No, we live this. I have made so many mistakes. I have been chastised by the Lord, I brought to low points. I had to spiritually reverse out of them because I thought I knew something or I thought I could get away with something and I found out I couldn't. My foot slipped. I got some blessings. I, I once uh, worshipped God until uh, uh, two days and a demon left me. Um, I passed out tracks until I doubled my income. Uh, I helped the poor and, and got blessed and you know fight the wicked, watch someone get free when you cast a demon out of them. It's a, it's a rich life serving the Lord Jesus, a life of blessing. Um, you, you know, you pray over people until they get healed, and the next morning you wake up healed. It's a great life serving the Lord Jesus. Amen. Reap what you sow, Alan's trying to say. Absolutely. You also can reap what you sow when you're, when you're interceding for others, and you're a proxy for others. God will raise up people to be in proxy and pray for you, because you, you are bringing spiritual rewards into your heavenly uh, pocketbook. That's right. And I think we had to do a whole word on that too. But 
I don't want to ramble onto that today. I think we got, as Alan summarized, I realized we really touched on a lot of topics, and um, our podcast has been stifled. Um, we've gotten trouble. Derek Prince's ministry uh, hit us good with a violation. Uh, with, with, with uh, an, yeah, and he's not even around. I uh, had an audio on there from 1977, and they claimed a, a copyright on me. They could have just contacted me, but they didn't. And uh, we got we're completely banned on YouTube. We lost those uh, views, but. I'm being stifled on Apple now, I notice. So we have a new plan. Alan's been working. Don't tell them the plan. Don't let Apple know. Yeah, we're not going to tell you the plan, but we're coming back with a bounce back strategy. You ever hear the expression out of sight, out of mind, Alan? Yes. Well, that's what they tried to do to us. So we said, well, how about we get more in sight and more in mind? So we're we're working on that. Let's just say it like that. So... With that being said, we appreciate you just sharing the podcast, helping us get it out there. Um, we are a long-running podcast. The Lord has kept us for 24, 25 years. And um, we've done crusades and meetings all over the world, uh, thanks to you and our supporters. And we thank you for all your support. Um, <clears throat> and as we expand operations, I believe that it will increase. So the Lord bless you. The Lord love you. We speak peace and shalom upon each and every one of you. May the angels and blessings of God surround and encamp around about you. May Gabriel-type angels visit you in the midnight hour and bring you revelation and rhema and wisdom and dreams. Write the dream. Write the vision. If you want it to come to pass, make it plain to see. And spiritual nurture it and bless it in Jesus' name every day. That's right. The Lord will speak to you in dreams. We want to do a whole broadcast on that. I want to go over with you guys how many times dreams is mentioned in Scripture. You're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked on how often men of God and women of God were directed in dreams. You're going to be shocked. And you should be pursuing the dreams of the Lord. So we want to get into that. With that being said, we're going to be uh, signing off. I want to thank you, Brother Allen. I'll be giving you a call a little bit later. Thank you, uh, Brother Allen. And, thank uh, you for having me, Brother Richard. Thank you so likewise. much. Likewise. Thank you. Great thank, time. thank you, sir. All right. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Watch your radio saying farewell. 